aki je mu orisha niye ajoko aidide asoro aigbesi kasin ni titi kama padasile aisun won ni ngbeyin re ajetan aje imora ka fi owo mewe wa jeun oye omo eniyan ajepo ni tadan ajati awon ni nko eye le logbon Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. I'm your host Bidemi Ologunde. Ekabosi abala ikokan lilogun eto owe Yoruba. Oruko mi ni Bidemi Ologunde. On this episode, I will be analyzing five Yoruba proverbs that describe concepts such as carelessness, self-restraint, gluttony, and self-respect. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and elders before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So the first proverb I have here says, Ajati awon ninko eyele logbon. It is a loosely hung net that teaches the fruit pigeon a lesson. Ajati awon ninko eyele logbon. It is a loosely hung net that teaches the fruit pigeon a lesson. So a little bit of context. If we have a farmer or even someone whose house is where a lot of pigeons fly and they come and eat and then fly away and then defecate all over the house that farmer or that person to be able to, to chase them away to prevent those pigeons from coming back the person would hang a loose a loosely hung net on their um, property and sometimes we see that um, in rural areas not necessarily in urban cities because most people don't have problems with pigeons So for that person to get rid of those birds just coming to defecate and eat whatever it is they eat the person would hang nets all over their property because once the birds land the loosely hung nets it's not tight so the birds cannot land and stay so once they land on that loosely hung net then they lose their balance they realize they they become trapped their wings get trapped their feet cannot stand firm it's like trying to run in the sand for them so once they realize that's what's going on then they would stop going to that place because these birds are actually intelligent they they were coming there for a reason but once they realize they are now getting uncomfortable they are getting trapped by coming to that particular house then they would stop coming so that's one way to get rid of birds like that's a a humane way to get rid of birds that are disturbing you some people set traps but of course traps can injure or kill those birds but a humane way to do that is to set loosely hung nets so that's the background for this proverb and this has been happening um in traditional yoruba settings and i'm sure other cultures as well so to get rid of birds that are pestering you you hang nets loosely all over your property so this proverb is now saying is describing that scenario ajati awon ninko eyele logbon it is a loosely hung net that teaches the fruit pigeon a lesson so what all of this means to practice a practical application is a careless and imprudent person 
always has Esau and Nemesis waiting for him or her. So a careless and imprudent person, someone who is not self-aware, someone who is um, nonchalant about most things, will always have some kind of nemesis or adverse effect waiting for them. Just like in this proverb, the pigeons, um, they, they are not careful to observe their surroundings before they keep going back to a house. And then the owner of the house decides to teach them a lesson by hanging nets loosely all over their property. So this um, basically applies to us in day-to-day living, saying we have to be able to be aware of our surroundings, be aware of whatever it is we're going through so that we don't fall into adverse effects, so that we don't fall prey to negative consequences. So the second proverb I have here says, Ajepo nitadon which translates to eating until vomiting is the trait of the bat. Eating until vomiting is the trait of the bat. So this, um, another context here is we all know bats, um, they tend to fly in the dark. Um, they tend to live in the dark um, because technically they are blind. So they navigate with sound and so on. And then whenever they, they, in their caves, they, they rest upside down. So they go around, they eat, they find food, and then they get to their caves, and then they hang upside down. They literally sleep upside down. So this Yoruba proverb is basically saying it's like, we don't know for certain if bats eat until they vomit, but then we assume that if you eat and you turn your head upside down, you're most most likely going to like the food will come out of your nose or something. So this um, proverb is using like an analogy saying bats eat and then after eating, they go and relax upside down. So this is trying to teach us a lesson because I'm quite sure bats don't vomit their food until, I mean, they have a way of keeping their food in, even though they are upside down. But then it's trying to relate this to our own lives as humans, saying we should be able to eat and not vomit. We should have self-restraint, basically. So unlike bats that eat and they turn their head upside down, and we presume that whatever the, the food they've eaten would come out of their nose or eyes or mouth or whatever the case may be, that shouldn't apply to us as humans. So we should have self-restraint. We should be able to know when to stop something or when to start something and not be um, and not experience negative effects, basically. So literally, we should eat and not eat to the point of vomiting. And figuratively, we should do things and not do them to the point of having negative consequences from those things. So, eating until vomiting is the trait of the bat. So the third proverb I have here is Ajeton Ajeimora Kafiyo So this translates to eating absolutely everything, eating without abandon, eating with all ten fingers is unworthy of humans. Ajeton Ajeimora Kafiyo so this basically translates to we shouldn't be slaves to food. We should not do things excessively. And we all know the, the issue of 
going to visit people and they give us food and we should still retain some decorum unless we are very close to that visitor or the person we are visiting and then we can basically eat and then lick the plates and so on but all things being equal even if we go to like a restaurant or something we still eat with decorum we shouldn't use and in in traditional yoruba culture and up till now there are still foods that you eat with your hands and i'm sure that applies to so many other cultures as well so when you're eating you don't eat with all 10 fingers you don't eat with your two hands at most you eat with one hand five fingers and your other hand is um you're not using your other hand you're using it to like drink water using it to wipe your mouth with a napkin and so on so if you see someone at a grown person eating foods with their two fingers literally having two fingers um the two hands all 10 fingers in the plates and then using yeah two two hands to put food in their mouth simultaneously or alternatively that person is going to we're going to see that person as maybe something is wrong with them or they're just being crazy and so on so this is basically teaching us to to have some decorum while eating and of course while doing anything else in life so ajeton ajay mora kafia womewe wajewo yomo iniyo eating absolutely everything eating without abandon eating with all 10 fingers is unworthy of humans or let me just say of grown humans because you know toddlers can do toddler things so the fourth proverb i have here is ajoko aidide asoro aigbesi kasini titi kama padasile aisunwo ni ngbeyinre so this translates to sitting without getting up speaking without waiting for responses walking people on their way and not turning back home all of these things lead to awkwardness and embarrassment ajoko aidide asoro aigbesi kasini titi kama padasile aisunwo ni ngbeyinre sitting without getting up speaking without waiting for responses walking people on their way and not turning back home all lead to awkwardness and embarrassment so i'll take each part of this proverb um alternately um one by one so um in yoruba culture and i'm sure so many other cultures in the world if you go to a visitor's house and they offer you a seat and you sit and chat and talk I mean at some point you would go back to your house even if you're spending your vacation one week two weeks eventually you would go back home and of course when we talk to other people we're having a conversation we speak we listen we speak we listen that's what makes a conversation a conversation a civilized conversation and then another thing in yoruba culture is if you go visit your friend and you're leaving your friend would walk you out maybe to your car or to the bus station or wherever it is you you came from and then your guest your host would turn back home and you would continue on your way but imagine if your host walks you out and keeps walking with you until you get to your own house that's awkward so all of these things sitting without getting up you visit someone you sit you talk you don't want to go back to your own house you're talking to someone and you keep talking you're not letting the other person talk and it's not a lecture right it's supposed to be a conversation 
So you keep talking without waiting for a response, without letting the person you're talking to respond to you or say what they have to say. Or someone or you yourself, you walk someone after they visit you and then you keep walking them until they get to their own house. All of these things lead to awkwardness and embarrassment. So this basically means excessiveness doesn't lead to anything good. We should always do everything in moderation. And whether we're talking to people or we visit someone or we're walking someone out after they visit us, there's always a limit to everything. Even if it's like something we're doing for ourselves, by ourselves, something we're doing alone, there's still a limit to all these things, not to mention things we now do that involve other people. So to avoid embarrassment, to avoid awkward situations, we should try as much as possible to not do things excessively. So ajoko aidide asoro aigbesi kasinititi kamakpadasele aisunwo ningbeyinre sitting without getting up speaking without waiting for responses walking people on their way and not turning back all lead to awkwardness and embarrassment So the final proverb for this episode says akije mu orishaniyi So this translates to the refusal to acknowledge salutations enhances the oracle's dignity. Akije mu orisha ni. The refusal to acknowledge salutations enhances the oracle's dignity. So we are familiar with um, tribal cultures that have some kind of oracle gods and goddesses that they pray to. And of course, these oracles and goddesses cannot speak. They are usually idols. Um, non-human idols or symbols and so on. So when people pray to those idols or oracles, of course, those things cannot reply. So the fact that they cannot reply makes people think they are even more valuable because these things, people believe so much that they can grant them recovery powers or healing powers or protection powers. And they pray to them and they seem to work and the fact that these things can reply us, meaning they are all-knowing or they have some kind of power, they don't talk to mere humans, all of these things make them more powerful, more valuable, and so on. So, of course, that's something that is factual. If you have a stone, you worship. The stone doesn't reply you whenever you pray to the stone or a tree or a mountain or a river, as the case may be. And even if there are priests and priestesses that claim to speak to these oracles, they really don't speak to them because we know for a fact those things cannot speak. They cannot talk. They are literal, non-living things. So all of those things just make them more valuable. So in other words, to apply that to our own um, daily lives, if we distance ourselves from ordinary people, in quote, then we increase our prestige, which people sometimes take to the extreme and we label them as arrogant, proud, snobbish, and so on. But then it works, right? Because if you have someone that doesn't really associate with people they think are lesser than them, those people that they think are lesser than them would see them as high on a pedestal, as unreachable. Um, sometimes we even see that with celebrities. But then, of course, it's usually not their fault because celebrities literally don't know all of their fans. And they get tons of messages in their inbox they will definitely not reply to every single fan that is emailing them or sending them 
direct messages on their social media. And of course, that fact makes that celebrity even more appealing, even more prestigious, more popular, and so on. The fact that tons of fans are sending them messages and they don't reply those fans because they cannot reply millions and thousands of their fans, except the ones maybe they have some prior relationship with and so on. So in other words, even we as non-celebrities, we can achieve this status to some extent by making ourselves scarce, right? And some people do that to the extreme. Some people ignore their friends because they want to make themselves scarce. And that's just, I don't know, that's something maybe they need to figure out on their own or whatever the case may be. In other words, Aki Je Mu Orisha Refusal to acknowledge salutations enhances the oracle's dignity. And this can mean in, in daily applications to daily life, when we distance ourselves from other people, we tend to increase our scarcity value or our prestige and so on and so forth. But then, of course, it's easy to abuse that. It's easy to cross the line into arrogance and feeling proud and feeling pompous and so on. So this is one of those proverbs that has a dual-sided nature. It's both good and it's both bad. It depends on the way we see it. We shouldn't make ourselves too scarce because no one is an island. And unless you're a celebrity, then scarcity doesn't really bring value to you. But then what do I know? Anyway, that's all I have for this episode of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thanks for listening. The Yoruba Proverbs podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowele Productions. Audio engineering and graphic design by Bidemi Ologunde. Senior producer, Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolani Ologunde and Toby Loba Ologunde. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Yoruba Proverbs podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think may benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bidemi at bidemiologunde.com. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if you find it valuable and your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.